When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I don't know how you're doing, but here on Post Show Recaps, we're having the worst day ever. That's right, it's worst day ever. It's the 24 Season 2 Recap Podcast, talking about Episode 5 of Season 2, the 12 to 1 p.m. hour. I'm Josh Wiggler, just looking at a monitor and staring right back at me. It's Emily Fox. <laughs> Not that way, How did you way, know? Though. How did you know? No, no. No, I, actually, ugh. in reality, I'm staring at a monitor watching us record while Emily is behind me, and I can't see her, but she can see me. How's the back of my head looking? Cleaner than Jack's? I mean, yeah, but you've got some really crazy bedhead going I've on. I've got bad bedhead going on right now, <laughs> uh, but at least I don't have the self-inflicted knife wound that Jack Bauer has yet to wash or address from earlier in the day. Do you think he'll just have a, a bloody back of head for the ba- uh, for the rest of the day? I mean, he hasn't taken a real bathroom break, even though he showed up to see George. I thought you were going to say bathroom. he hasn't taken a bath yet, and I was like, <laughs> "Are you expecting him to?" <laughs> it's a normal part of the routine for Jack. You yeah. didn't know that? A power bath. We don't have time. Every hour we waste, I can't get into my bubble bath. <laughs> Uh, it's episode five, Emily Fox, uh, first, uh, worst day ever of 2022, despite the fact that we are recording this in still, it's November, 2021, because we can't stop watching 24 season two, Emily. I know it's, it's riveting. We were talking earlier about how, like, I think season one is better, but the, uh, the thing about season two is it is it is like a, a Pringles, Papa Ooh Mau Mau. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. You, you can't said put it back. You popcorn before. I know, and then I decided to change it to Pringles. I disagree a, a about Papa the... Papa Ooh Mau Mau, Papa Pringles Pow. I Papa disagree Papa Ooh with Mau Mau. You don't like the Papa Ooh Mau Mau? I don't like Pringles enough to keep eating. What about a good sour cream and onion? Oh, <laughs> Not your thing? No. Man, those in the day. Anyway, so we're just popping, though, is the thing. Like, we keep watching. We can't stop. And once you pop, the fun don't stop. Woke up this morning, got my... No, different show. Woke up this morning, and Emily's like, yeah, 24? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm on a sugar high right now, too. We had some donuts. We ate donuts. I I have a coffee that I just housed. Yeah. So Uh, I'm feeling a little shaky. You gonna tell anyone that you housed that coffee? (laughs) Just did. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's episode five of 24. I think this one's a little bit of like a bridge episode, Emily. Yeah. You know, we're kind of like uh, taking like the first quarter. It's not a quarter. It was the first sixth. Oh, it's a hard word to say. Of season, of season two math. of 24. Stop trying to do math. The first four episodes of season two of 24 and kind of trying to figure out how we're leveraging that into the next phase of the show. And obviously a big part of that transition. Is Kim making a terrible decision? Well, what else is new? <laughs> uh, the return of Nina Myers. It's being slow played right now, but I think you can tell by the end of this episode that they're really going to start ramping it up as soon as next week. I know. I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping we'd get a little further into it well we're further into it in so far as like now we know that nina myers has intel that will be useful she says but she's only going to give that up if she is granted immunity a full presidential pardon which 
after like zero deliberation she's gonna get yeah especially after ctu is still like under duress both like from losing however many agents and they like, lost ivers and appel and yeah. clark a lot yeah. of good people died here jack and it's still like smoldering from the explosion yes. and they're like you know what nina you're fine yeah, yeah. you're good yeah, this is one of the consequences of blowing up CTU in the third episode of the season is now they have to go through, t- what, 20 episodes with a blown up CTU. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that yeah. plays out. Um, all right, well, let's get into the episode because it does begin with questions about CTU's structural integrity. Mm-hmm. There is uh, like a, a per- like the site inspector is like, yeah, this place is effed. Like uh, <laughs> you go down that hallway, it might fall down on you. So don't go down there. <laughs> He's like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah, you go anywhere. Don't go down. People don't, shouldn't be in here. Don't open that door. I think you're all nuts for still working here. Uh, but I guess you, uh, I guess Fox paid and not Emily paid for the set, so you got to use it. Uh, so they're gonna stick around at CTU despite the fact that it is literally falling apart. Yeah. Light fixtures just dangling everywhere. <laughs> uh, we're gonna find out that Paula is uh, still alive for now. Uh, Tony Almeida is about to leave CTU, and George's like, "What are you doing, leaving CTU?" And Tony's like, "Have you seen the place?" Uh, <laughs> no, he has a lead to follow up on, and uh, the two other people who would normally go to follow up on the lead are dead. And Tony doesn't want to stick around to watch Paula die, and the show doesn't want Tony to be around Nina Myers when she comes back to CTU because it's going to be a distraction for the obviously more emotionally important story of Jack and Nina. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Tony, as a character, is maybe getting short shifted here with like the Nina reunion, and but dropped into a really awful subplot. Listen, George, <laughs> what do you want? It's my job to end bad subplots. I yeah. have to go and do this. Uh, so Nina's being transferred to CTU for questioning. Uh, Jack calls George uh, and tells her that tells him that it was Nina who gave Wald all the stuff before she went to jail. So they're going to bring her to CTU. George tells Jack, thanks for everything. Uh, you did a great job today. Go find somewhere safe. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, where we leave it. He wants uh, Jack to go to division for his debriefing. That's like the, the Chappelle, not the podcaster headquarters for the higher ups. And Jack's like, cool, not doing cool. It. I'll just come back to CTU yeah. probably. Um, David Palmer uh, is going to be meeting with the ambassador of the unnamed country that is connected to Second Wave, <laughs> the terrorist group that's going to blow up the nuclear bomb. I thought bomb. that they were a sketch comedy troupe. I know. You said, uh, we're going to catch a great show with the Second Wave. Yeah, like that's what it sounds like. Or it sounds like, I don't know, like a small co-op garden. So like, we... we uh, <laughs> community. We, we got... Wave. We, we love these community gardens. We got rid of <laughs> Eric Rayburn and we are replacing him with Roger Stanton, uh, head of NSA, played by Harris Eulin, a.k.a. the judge from Ghostbusters 2. The Scolari Brothers! Yep, yep. I tried him for murder! Gave, Gave him the, the chair! chair. Uh, great to have him in the mix. He's getting caught up to speed. He's going to be like, yeah, 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 that character sucked. They're just plugging me in, and I'm going to just <laughs> uh, sort of uh, grok all the information that he had, and I'll be good to go. Uh, just give me like one more scene and I'll we, be fully caught up. We love that though. Yes. Uh, so that's great. Um, Kim Bauer is at the hospital. She runs into Gary. Gary is here. Hey, Kim. And she's like, oh, shit. You're here. He's like, yeah, I am. But she's like running away from a nondescript police officer who's just at the hospital. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean he's coming for her. She's like very afraid <laughs> of the police right now. And Gary's saying, get out of here and I won't tell the cops uh, and I what said, you did. Great. Do it. 
He gives this her the This is one out. day of your life, Cam, and like you are You're new to the job. You're I know new this to the sucks. Job. This was super traumatic and I feel for you caring about Megan, but also like you're more helpful in like removing yourself directly from the situation and probably strategizing with your father and then like coming back and hitting Gary yeah. hard. And definitely not uh, sticking around to contemplate uh, what will now become kidnapping. You know, this if you take Megan from this situation right now, this is going to be kidnapping. Yeah, you thought kidnapping was bad the You know, first she's time at the <laughs> hospital. There's police there. Like, if you take her now and you don't trust the people who are in charge to do their jobs, like, this is where it's going to become kidnapping. Also, and I know the whole thing is bad, but... Also, she's, like, injured. You can't just, like, lift her out of the hospital. Yeah, she actually she needs just, like, to be here yeah, she, for like, medical attention. Yeah, she, like, seized and had, like, uh... Kim doesn't get any of this, though. Kim is going to stick around. She's going to try and figure out what's going on. Uh, she does leave Gary, but she does not leave the vicinity of the hospital. Um, so this is when David Palmer meets Roger Stanton. He's like, are you caught up? And Roger Stanton goes, I'm caught up. I just needed that one scene. I just <laughs> needed to be off screen for a little while to get prepped. I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. He's, I'm disturbed with Eric. What a what a terrible guy, uh, <laughs> terrible guy! Uh, and so he's uh, telling David's like, so listen, I don't think you should meet with the ambassador. I know I'm not Eric Rayburn, but let me just play the part because this is what he would tell you too. Uh, Lynn Kresge's gonna agree as well, by yeah, the way, I for what it's worth. Yeah, which I think is actually helpful for the viewer. Yeah, it's like okay, so two people agree that this isn't good, and David Palmer's like, that's fine. I will not listen to either of you anyway. I'm only gonna listen to myself. Classic move. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what's gonna go on there. Um, Nina is on her way to CTU, but Jack Bauer gets there first. George comes up to him. George is like. Jack, what are you doing here? Jack's like, what? I thought I'd come for the debrief. And George said, listen, I'm not going to mince words. This woman killed your wife. Yeah. Uh, Could you not be here? Because this is going to be bad. And I'm not an idiot. Like, I know this is going to be bad. Uh, And Jack's like, oh, well, I probably am just going to (laughs) stay. If that's all right, I think I'm just going to stay. And George is like, oh, I don't have a choice here, I guess. I think I kind of just have to let you stay. Yeah. Um. So Jack is going to go for the debrief. Meanwhile, look who's awake. It's Paula. Oh. She's awake. Barely conscious. Uh, this is a really sad scene as it's sort of like a race against time, literally for like Paula to not die before giving up the information. And she very much heroically does it. Um, and yet she does not survive. She gives the information that they need to get the backed up data. And then flatlines and then flatlines virtually like seconds later. Five seconds later. So that's the end of Paula. Uh, eulogy for Paula. You were dedicated. Great job. Goodbye. I mean, they did say as they were wheeling her away, like you're saving a lot of lives today. Yeah. And, you know, all she ever wanted to do was be a part of this team and do good work. So maybe that was the last departing, you know, yeah. sentence that need to be said. I don't know. I think Paula may be a little bit proto-Chloe. You don't even know Chloe yet, but you know of Chloe because yes. you are situationally aware of 24. Correct. Uh, and I think that they were they were doing something with Paula that they did not necessarily feel like they quite got that they will try to do again with Chloe to greater success. Okay. Uh, so I think that Paula paves the way for a future Chloe. I don't, right. know, I don't know that you and I will ever podcast about Chloe. We'll see okay. at some point in time, potentially. Uh, we go back to the Bob Warner story. Uh, we're just relitigating everything. When Tony Almeida shows up, it's like, I am here for the bad storyline. I've been called into the bad story. <laughs> He's wearing really cool shades. Yeah, he looks great in his field clothes. <laughs> He's got his aviators on. He looks really good. <laughs> his 2001 aviator. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I am here for the bad story. <laughs> 
someone told me that there was a bad plot line over here that needed to be cleaned up. So I've been called in. It's my job. It's part of my job. Uh, so he's been called in. Kate is uh, tasked with going to find Razor to spill the beans. And he's in like the kitchen at the island, like packing stuff up. I don't oh, quite no, know. He's unpacking every all the lunch that they picked up after yeah. he scared her with a house. And then Kate is just sort of <laughs> staring at him for a minute. And, it's so bad. And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, awesome. a man from the government is here. He's from the counterterrorism agency. <laughs> you got that wrong, Kate. Come on, names matter. Uh, and so uh, Reza is immediately pissed off, and he comes up to Kate and says, He gets so close to her face. Marie is in her room adjusting her dress. Make sure she doesn't find out about this. <laughs> uh, that's Everything great. about this is so improbable. Yes. Every single thing about it. Yes. Um, so David Palmer <laughs> and Lynn and Roger. Adjusting her dress. Adjusting her dress. Make sure she doesn't find out about this. Uh, we adjusting have, her dress? We have what does that 12, mean? Less than 12 minutes left. Uh, so uh, David Palmer and Roger and Lynn are meeting with the ambassador and the ambassador. Uh, they're like, well, look, we took four suspected second waivers into custody. And here we've got tickets to a free second wave comedy show. <laughs> uh, they say, they're like, so listen, what we want to do is we want to share information. Uh, we'll, we'll give you some of yours. You'll give us some of yours. And Lynn and Roger are both like, that's way too risky to give uh to give away what we're working on to these people mm-hmm. what if they're working with second wave and david's like guys i hear you i'm just gonna do it anyway <laughs> david palmer making some choices like this i mean listen we're he's really down to the wire here yeah if um, it's gonna happen today it needs to be results you know, need to be yeah, produced results gotta produce <laughs> uh so jack and kim finally get on the phone together and jack's like you're not at Aunt Carol's. Are you serious right now? Uh, he does tell I her. I freaking hate you, Kim. Yeah, I freaking hate you, Kim, but I love you because you're my kid. Oh, uh, How did I raise such an idiot God, daughter? you inherited all of Terry's bad storylines. <laughs> uh, you always care too much. They passed really on to you. Pointless people. Uh, I bet uh, you're going to introduce another one to the story yeah. in a few moments. Well, so Jack tells her about the nuclear bomb, and she's like, okay, I'll leave. And he's like, okay, great. Don't tell anyone. She's like, Cool, but I'm going to call Miguel. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but who the hell is Miguel? We'll talk about Miguel. Uh, <laughs> George is trying to get Michelle to get Jack out of here, and Michelle tries uh, when Jack is just like, hey, Michelle, don't get caught in the middle of this. Trust me. Nina Myers at that moment is walked back into CTU. You see the silhouette of that razor-sharp hair. Perp walk down the hallway of <laughs> CTU, and Jack is breathless. Isn't that a song, Breathless? Yeah. Uh, what, so is the song Careless Whisper. How does Breathless go? I don't remember. Leave me breathless. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's too early for me to try to donuts, hit that high note. Donuts, donuts, <laughs> feed me breakfast. I'm pretty okay. sure that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, at 1232, uh, George Mason sits across from Nina Myers and very helpfully for the audience, he says, so... You weren't just working for the Drazens. You were selling CTU information to the highest bidders. It's like, okay, okay, so she was a freelancer. <laughs> wasn't that she was just working with the Drazens? Hey, listen, I understand that freelance life. You got to diversify your portfolio. You know, it wasn't that she was just working for the Drazens. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have health insurance through the Drazens or anything <laughs> like that. She did not have a set-up per- portfolio. Did I do that right? She's she's going, she's, you know, she makes, you know, like... Uh, she pays her quarterly taxes. She makes like 250 k a year from the Drazens, but she's <laughs> making like 500 k across a bunch of different other options. Yeah. So, like, that's how she's keeping herself yeah, up. Yeah, it's a really... Good- 
like succinct little pie chart here of all the different ways but in it, which she gets paid. I think it's helpful for people who are like, all right, well, I wanted to know more about why she was working with the Drazens. Like, was she emotionally connected with them? Not really. You get the sense. You get the sense that this is just a job for her. Her job is that she's a spy. She's a, you know, a cold-blooded, ruthless spy who just, you know, works with whoever's going to pay her morality aside. She doesn't really give a shit. She's mm-hmm. kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of her deal. She's going to tell George Mason, I'm going to work with you, but only if I get a full presidential pardon. And this is non-negotiable. George says, you're not buying a used car here. You have to deal within the confines of reality. You get nothing if you don't produce results. And she says, it is in my interest to produce results. A nice little scene between uh, Sarah Clark and uh, uh, Xander Berkeley. Married people in real life, George mm-hmm. Mason and Nina Myers. It's mm-hmm. easy to forget that. Um, George is going to yell at Jack, why are you still here? And Jack's like, I don't know. <laughs> And then he watches George cough from across the room. He's like, hmm, going to back pocket that for about 10 minutes from now. Yeah. Um, At the Warner household, Tony's like, Razor, could you sit down? Please sit down. God, I want to finish this storyline fast. Last time I had to do something like this, I just had to shoot a guy and it was over. Why is this taking so long? It's already been two scenes. Uh, So he's not loving this. Syed Ali's name is in Razor's computer files. So this is going to take a little more than a minute. Yeah. And Razor's playing dumb. Uh Uh-huh. So David Palmer is going to get the phone call about the need to pardon Nina Myers. Uh, and this is going to sit with him. Uh, he's going to say this is a very painful decision when he talks to Jack in a minute. But literally, it's a minute later, so it couldn't have been that painful. Um, Jack is giving uh, finishes his debrief. He gives it to Michelle. And then he's staring off at Nina uh, on in the distance or like where she's being held. Uh, and he says, this is the first time I've seen her since. Uh, and so he's like really sad because obviously he's bringing back a lot of memories Emily Mm -hmm. is it for you I mean it's emotional there's a lot of uh, complicated feelings surrounding this relationship many indeed David Palmer personally calls Jack to say we have to give her shadow asylum and Jack says that sounds like a pardon David's like yeah pretty much it is yeah uh, and only a couple of people are ever going to know about it. Well we're going to deport her so that's good (laughs) and one day we'll make this right and Jack goes fine uh, and Michelle asks Jack, what is it? And Jack, who's just staring daggers at the door, says, they're going to let her go. Mm-hmm. But not without a fight. Uh, quarter to one. Uh, Miguel gets a phone call. Wait, who's this? Exactly. So there's this guy. This Mi- like J.C. Chazé looking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, we'll leave that Sorry. in. Nope, Sorry. it's fine. You did it. Uh, Miguel <laughs> is, is uh, whew. Uh, Miguel is taking the call. Uh, he's recording music. He is like every single thing from the early 2000s rolled into one character. Yes. Uh, like the hair, the facial hair, the clothing. Yes. The general disposition. Yes. California cool. Yes. Uh, this, this is Kim's new boyfriend. He records music. I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure Jack just loves him. Jack probably doesn't know him. You know, Jack's been at arm's length at the very least. Uh, Though Kim's arms, I think, are maybe short. It's possible (laughs) that he knows Miguel. Uh, She says, Miguel, I need you. He goes, well, I really need you too. She goes, shut up, Miguel. Come over to the hospital now. And so Miguel's (laughs) going to do that. 
Uh, do you miss Rick or are you going to no. give Miguel a chance? I I mean, Miguel seems fine, but like, what is this? Uh, well, I hate a new introduction <laughs> like this because um, you just know it's not going to be of any value. Yeah. George Mason is in the bathroom taking his medicine. Jack is lurking in the background. He wants the case. He wants to be whoever is supervising Nina because Nina's basically like, I'm going to give you my information once I am like signed in writing what's going to happen to me. Uh, and I am going to, uh, uh, you know, hold on to everything until then, but I'm willing to go out into the field. So you get the sense that she has like some actual brick and mortar work yeah. that she's going to have to do. And Jack wants to supervise that. And George is like, I'm not an idiot. Uh, I'm not letting you do that. This is a non-starter. But George is already clearly starting to feel unwell. Yeah. He leaves his medicine behind in the bathroom. So maybe you're already seeing that mental deterioration that was discussed. Right, right. Um, Jack brings the case uh, with him and tells Michelle he needs some info about where George has been. He thinks something has happened. He tells Michelle, Michelle, believe it or not, I used to run this place. Uh, I like seeing Jack and Michelle working together. Uh, I'm, you like Michelle and I love any Michelle. Con- yeah, oh, context. God, I really that's really do. what it comes down How to. How do you feel about Michelle? I feel fine. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. fine. You can feel just fine about her right now. Okay, cool. Um, so Kate's going to tell Marie that there's a problem with Reza. And then Marie finds out because she sees Agent Richards, the CTU guy who's posted outside the door while Tony's grilling Reza. And Marie's like, what the actual word that I won't say that Emily would uh, on a podcast. I'm so pissed. Well, here's the thing. Is she still getting her dress tailored the day of the wedding? The whole thing is weird. The whole wedding is strange. None of it makes any sense. Kate's like, I'm sorry. I kind of thought he was a terrorist, so I looked into it. And Marie's like, well, that's messed up as hell, and you are fired from the wedding. She has kicked (laughs) Kate out of the wedding. Banned. Apology. Kate's like, but I'm sorry. And Marie goes, Apology accepted. Now get out of here. So uh, here's one question I have really quick. Um, just because she hired a private investigator, does that is that the thing that tipped CTU off? Or did CTU have their own line of like understanding I'm and connection? I'm not entirely sure. I would guess that it was the tip off because the guy on the phone was like, I'm going to have to report this Got to it. Homeland okay. Security. So it is Kate's fault. I then. think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Because she's taking all, like she's bearing the brunt of it. Yeah. Now. I think that she, I think that she's probably at fault here, okay. at least as far, I mean, at fault. I mean, she may be a hero as far as we know, but <sighs> like uh, right now she's at fault for the, the I've seen very of the few heroes wear lavender like this, but boy, uh, Miguel oh boy. shows up at the hospital. We got to get Megan out of here. It's like, Megan, the kid you just met. Yeah, she's like, exactly. yeah, well, there's a nuclear bomb, Miguel. And Miguel's like, oh, well, you and I need to leave right now. And Kim says, not without Megan. And Miguel's like, shit, they warned me. <laughs> They warned me about what would happen if I got involved with Kim Bauer. And yet, uh, so he seems like, okay, we won't leave without Megan. To be continued on so that. Stupid. Uh, so Jack is going to. All gonna, of it's so dumb. Jack is going to confront George. You inhaled plutonium, George. I'm not the only person who should be here today, George. George's like, wow, you're a dick, huh? And Jack's <laughs> like, yeah, but I want to be the handler for Nina. And if you don't let me, I'm gonna tell the I'm gonna tell Chappelle, I'm gonna, I'm not the podcaster. Everyone. And George's like, oh, "Are you being serious right now?" And Jack nods solemnly as he says, "Ferragamo." 
Uh, <laughs> and so uh, George approves Jack of being Nina's handler. Yep. So that's sort of the cliffhanger there is that Jack is going to be in charge of Nina Myers moving forward. What is that going to look like? And oh, would you look at this? Meanwhile, in Oregon, Emily, the ambassador's helicopter has crashed uh, having just taken off, yeah. uh, having looked at all of the information, it appears there are no survivors, Emily. Well, that's terribly suspect given the information that was supposed to be dispersed to them. What is going on there? Mm-mm. This seems fishy. Things are not good. Oh, my God. And then one other thing is that they do like the split screens at the end of most episodes. We don't always talk about those because we run out of time. But there's a great moment in the split screen where Reza yells at Tony, stop treating me like a criminal. (laughs) I just thought that was great. Uh, The episode ends with Jack staring at Nina Myers on the screen and she is staring right back. And we are going to see what that looks like next week when we talk about episode six of season two of 24. Very quickly, Emily Fox, letter grade. Hey. Hey, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, hey. All right. Well, we will be back next week seeing how Jack and Nina, can they get along, these two crazy kids? We will find out when we return for episode six of season two of 24 here on Worst Day Ever. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye.